Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. After serving eight years in the Army, we find out, and listen, you're going to hear this right in the interview, he was a tank captain. Oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Today's guest tried his hand at law school, commercial real estate, and financial services before turning to podcasting, right? Turning to podcasting and making big bucks from it. Now, John Lee Dumas, or JLD, is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, where he interviews some of the biggest names in business. He not only has a top podcast, but he's built other businesses around it. His book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, is coming out in March. JLD, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey, I am fired up to be here, brother. Love what you're doing in this world. And uh, you are a finely dressed man. You know, I it's just a jacket. I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans. That's the name of the thing. So don't <laughs> worry about that. That's exactly what I do all the time. So, you know, I look good from the from the waist up. Never bought much else. <laughs> I'm not telling you whether I'm wearing pants, but I am wearing jeans today. Hey, first, brother, I have to say, because I grew up in a military family, thanks for your service. I didn't know that about you. Eight years as an officer in the U.S. Army, did a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq as a tank commander, which meant that I was in charge of four tanks Holy crap. Men in Iraq. Wow. Tanks. Wow. What kind of tank was it? The M1A1. Yeah. That's the Abram, right? That's the Abram. Oh, man. I love that. That's okay. Someday. I had a chance once when I was the host of Bloomberg uh, to go and ride in the tank and we couldn't work it out. That was going to be one of my episodes was me driving around in a tank. And I would have loved that. You would have loved it. We call it riding the Thunderbolt because when you stand up out of the turret and you fire the actual weapon, uh, it feels like you get punched in the face. uh, Your eyes start streaming, but you're just like, wow, that was that was real. Hey, speaking of getting punched in the face, that's a lot like being an entrepreneur some days, isn't it? <laughs> um, every day. <laughs> you know, everybody always talks about being an entrepreneur and they want to do it. And I don't think they always understand how tough it is. And it is tough business, right? It's not meant for everybody, by the way, yeah. either. And I tell it to a lot of people, like being the 37th employee at Facebook is a lot richer than most people in this world will ever be. And yeah. that might be your thing. Being an entrepreneur, man, it can be scary. It can be lonely. It can be difficult. It can be challenging. But man, can it be rewarding, brother? It can. It can. And I love the lifestyle. Love the way I do it. And, you know, people say, Jeff, you should go do this. You should go do it. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. It's the way I'd like to do it. And, you know, Fran Tarkenton once had the greatest thing. He said, you know, and this is back after I bought a printing business many, many years ago. This is 20, 25 years ago. And he was at a speech and said, if you haven't laid awake at night, wondering how you're going to make payroll the next day, you haven't lived. And that's that what it's like to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like staring into the abyss and wondering yeah. what's down there. Totally, totally. Hey, one of the big things that I want to ask you about is you, you really like I transitioned out of the corporate world into kind of becoming like a little like a business celebrity and doing the speeches and doing the media, doing the TV, doing all that. You've turned your podcast into big business. How did you get that started? So back in 2012, after I went through some of the things you mentioned, like being an officer in the army for eight years, a law school dropout, um, corporate finance for a year and with John Hancock in Boston, residential real estate, commercial real estate, like just like, what am I doing with my life? Like not yeah. happy, not successful. 
I started listening to podcasts, the business yeah. podcasts, interviewing successful entrepreneurs. And I'm like, man, I'm loving hearing what Jeffrey's been through and his successes, his failures, his strategies, his tips. This is amazing. I'm going to go find the daily podcast that interviews entrepreneurs so that I can listen to it seven days a week because it must be there because I yeah. want to listen to it. Right. And I went, Jeffrey, and I scoured the internet. It did not exist. And it was just like this, how is this not in the world? So I said, you know what? I'm going to follow Ghani's advice and be the change you wish to see in the world. And that day... I decided I'm going to launch the first daily podcast interviewing successful entrepreneurs. That day that I launched, Jeffrey, I was the best business podcast interviewing entrepreneurs seven days a week. I was the worst daily podcast interviewing <laughs> entrepreneurs. I was the only game in town. And so people were like, how are you so successful so fast? There was no other competition. There's no other way. Yeah. I, I was not good at what I did. Luckily, I brought great guests on, so the shows were pretty good. But man, that was the reason I was able to build for 2,000 days in a row. And you know all about putting in the work, buddy. Oh, yeah. 2,000 days in, the, in a row. That's five and a half years. I published yeah. an episode. I did not miss a day. As we're talking now, I'm over 3,000 episodes, 100 million listens of the show, 1.4 million listens every single month. And probably my, my, my most proud stat, because I'm, I'm a financial guy. And let's be honest, like if you're not making money, what do you uh, really That's want? how we keep score. That's how we keep score. 89 months in a row, netting, not grossing, netting $100,000 plus in my business. 89 yeah, yeah. months in a row. That's why I live in Puerto Rico because brother, I get to keep yeah. all that money that I make. Hey, you got, you got, and, for those people who don't know, Puerto Rico, 4% tax. That's 4%. the name of the game. I went from California oh. to Puerto Rico. I gave myself a 47% raise the day that I moved. And, uh, and guess what? Now I can be more philanthropic. I can do what I want to do. I can buy my dream home. I can help my friends and my family. I mean, what you can do with money is amazing when you do it the right way. So I'm not saying money's a cure to all things. It's, it's not oh, like, it helps, tack, brother. Tack, but man, does it help? <laughs> it helps. It helps. I, I, you can, it's better to have it than not. That's without yeah. question. Without question. Do you ever consider yourself really lucky? So luck is interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that word because I believe it plays a role in everybody's life and everybody's journey. Was I lucky not to get killed in Iraq? Yeah. Because I had friends, four of the 12 people in my platoon gave the ultimate sacrifice. That's mm. a 25%, you know, rate right there, which is a pretty scary percentage to be on. Right, Was right. I lucky to just like not be two steps to the left when a bullet whizzed by my head? Absolutely. And does that happen in the business world? A hundred percent. Luck is a factor. But to me, luck, especially in the business world, is where effort meets opportunity. So if you are putting in the effort, opportunities are going to arise that otherwise wouldn't have. And guess what? You might get lucky and have that opportunity. Just like I got connected to you here because of me putting in the effort for years and years and years. And now we're able to be having a conversation, you know, together here because my body of work dictates that dictates that, but that was effort. That was opportunity. And some people may be like, man, JLD was just so lucky to launch a daily podcast back in 2012. I was because it was the right time. It was the beginning of a wave and I got a first mover advantage, but man, there's a lot of effort and opportunity behind that luck. Hey, let's take a quick break. I want to come back and talk about that because, you know, an air, uh, an idea without implementation, nothing but air, nothing but air. Let's take some opportunity. I need to make some money right here. We'll take a quick break and come right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back. We're live casting right here on Facebook and LinkedIn as I bring you All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. We got none other than the man, JLD, John Lee Dumas. And we're talking about all things about luck and about that. I tell people all the time, and I this is what you did. You created a category. You created something that did not exist. And I always tell everybody, go create a cat, you know, own the cat, own the category. And if you don't know which one it is, make it up and create it. Do you, do you kind of follow along with that philosophy? Could not agree more. One of the biggest things I say when people start their business is say, hey, you've got to decide what you want to do. What is your big idea? And then within that, discover the niche that's not currently being served within that big idea. And you may need to niche down and niche down again until you look around and you're saying, you know what? There's either weak competition here or there's no competition and then dominate that niche. I was the only show in town, Jeffrey, if you wanted a daily podcast for years and years and years, that's how I won. And so if you want to win, you need to do the same. You need to have your big idea, discover your niche and amplify it. Now, the other thing, I, and I love that. I absolutely love that, that that's a way to be able to do it. The, one of the things I think is important for you is you've used the podcast as a platform. And I'm telling everybody right now, hey, you know, days are weeks, weeks are months, months are years. And you better get with this big shift, which is really get behind of making yourself a brand, making yourself a media company and being able to go out to the community. And so you've spun the success of the podcast into other businesses. Tell me about that. So the podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, this is my brand right here. Like yeah. This is what I consider the fullback that led the charge with me interviewing Ooh, Seth. Like the lead tank. Like the lead tank. <laughs> just like that wedge just going in there. And that led the charge with interviews of Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, you know. Hey, you even had me on early on. Early on, you had me. Yeah, don't forget about that. Yeah. And you on. Come on, you're a baller. And you know, that allowed me to then say, oh, this is Entrepreneurs on Fire with Johnny Dumas. Beforehand, Johnny Dumas meant nothing, meant no, what, yeah, yeah, no one knew, no, I mean, now your initials, right? Nobody knew you at that time. I was just JLD, you know, and everybody here, JLD, you're like, oh, I know, and not everybody, obviously, most people watching this probably don't, but I mean, in in my world, in the podcast world, in the online business world, now that means something, but it didn't eight years ago, six years ago. It started, you know, growing over time. So use my podcast as the brain, people connect with, I want to hear from entrepreneurs that are on fire into a personal brand. And then that allowed me to branch out and do a lot of amazing things. Like I've now created, I've self-published four journals. I run the biggest uh, paid podcasting community in the world, Podcasters Paradise. Eight years in a row, we've been bringing in millions and millions of dollars, teaching people how to create, grow, and monetize their own podcast. And I've done so many different things over the years that have allowed me to branch out, diversify my revenue streams. One thing that I mentioned earlier, 89 months in a row, net profit of $100,000 plus. How have I done that? Not from one trick ponies, but from many revenue streams. And we detail all of those out on our income reports that we publish every month with our lawyer. With our- what is with, yeah, what is that? I mean, you well, not only list your monthly income on your website, you also post all of your company financials. Yeah. Why the hell are you so transparent? It's all about transparency. You want to build no like, and trust with your audience. And honestly, there's a lot of people out there that are like, 
I made a million dollars last year of oh, my business. And they yeah, might yeah. have, by the way, but they also might've had $2 million in expenses. So do you really want to follow somebody's advice that's negative a million dollars, even though they grossed a million, spent 2 million? Yeah. That's not a successful business man or, or even woman. if they that's actually did it. I mean, some of these guys, I call them false prophets. They're all false yeah. prophets. Not yeah. all, obviously, yeah, but I mean, not, there's a few, I mean, some real, there's, is there some ballers? There's some real players, but there's a great number for every one you find there's a hundred false ones. So we bring our lawyer on to give a legal tip. We bring our accountant on to give a tax tip, but to also validate what we're doing. These are, you know, accredited individuals who are not just going to like let us lie about our numbers. So we want people to know this is honest. This is true. This is transparent. We're not making millions of dollars a month. Right, we're making right. $100,000, dollars $300,000 a month the right way. Here's how we're doing it. And oh, by the way, here are mistakes that we're making, which are plenty. So avoid those. And here's our successes we're having. You know, hopefully you can emulate that. So we love our income reports. We've published 89 in a row. You go to eofire.com. It's the first thing you see in the upper right-hand corner. Is that ticker go up? Where does it stop? Nobody knows. Whatever number we made the last month. And you can check them out. You know, you, you said something about transparency, and I always talk about radical transparency. I've been writing about that for years. Sure. But I think the word trust is one of the most important words coming up in this digital world. How, how much is it playing for you? It's everything. I mean, that's yeah. why I've been able to build an audience, which I call Fire Nation, that knows, likes, and trusts me. So when I come out with a book, which I'm publishing March 23rd, like my first traditionally published book, people are blindly just pre-ordering this book because they know yeah, it's going to be, be amazing. Good. Like I can tell them all day long. I brought the 17 top entrepreneurs in the world to contribute, which I did. I, I you know, it's a culmination of the 3,000 interviews, all these things. But for them, they're just like, John, I know you, I like you, I trust you. I'm in. Let me do this. Well, we'll put you on bestseller TV. We're going to have you on bestseller yes. and do a big interview on TV for that awesome. for C-Suite TV. So if you were starting your podcast all over again, what would you do differently? I go super niche. Cause listen, in 2012, I went yeah. super broad cause I could, yeah. cause there was like yeah. three business podcasts. I interviewed entrepreneurs about their story, their biggest failures, their biggest successes. And it worked because I was the only show in town. You're the only game. Yeah. I launched this show entrepreneurs on fire with my 2012 skill sets. Today, it fails. It doesn't because yeah. it's just another show that's out there with, with a poor host, you know, trying to do the exact same thing that so many other people are doing. I would niche my face off. I would find one major problem, Jeffrey, that exists in the world that I can provide the best solution to, like we've talked about already, being a category of one. And I would just podcast about that. Just deliver the best solution to a real problem. Yeah, that's exactly what I say every day. It's not about games of eyeballs and ears. It's a game of hearts and minds. Find the hearts and minds. You do that, niche it, and the, the rest will follow for you. I mean, one last question. I know you got to run and uh, we're all busy, but what's the one big thing entrepreneurs starting a podcast get wrong? You know, listen, I don't want to confuse people. And we've already talked about this, but it's important to kind of keep the themes consistent. Yeah. They don't identify one actual pain point. I'm talking about a real pain point. Pro in this world. Problem to solve. A problem to solve. And then they don't spend the podcast time solving that problem. That's yeah. what they don't do. And I always ask people all the time, so what problem is your podcast solving? And they have some big, oh, it's solving the lack of inspiration in the world. It's like, no, because anybody and everybody can do that. I want you to have the best solution to one specific real pain point then you can win. So Jeffrey, I appreciate you having me on the episode today, man. I really hope that people do, you know, decide to say, you know what, when John's built up, no, like, and trust the fire nation, the blindly pre-orders book that you check out uncommon success book.com. Oh, and, uh, 
get a pre-order five amazing bonuses come with it. Hey, dude, everybody listen in the, 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 the new book, the common path on common success, a lot of financial freedom books out there. I'm going to tell you, this is going to go to rocket to the top. It's already there. And I'm going to have to have John back because you know, he won a car on the prices, right? And I wanted to know whether, did you keep it just real quick? Did you keep the car? You know, there's a good story behind it too. So I did not keep the car, um, but there's a funny story we'll talk about. We'll, next we'll do it next time, brother. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned in the interview. I always like, John, we get together. I've been on the show, I think, a couple of times. I can't keep track now on my show as well. And I tell you what I got into was I ask him about luck. And, you know, it's not really luck. It's effort equals opportunity. You can call that luck if you want. And, you know, sometimes timing is important, but you, without effort, you don't get to grasp the opportunity. Without effort, you don't get to seize the opportunity. Without effort, you don't get to, you know, achieve the opportunity and get the results. That's what it's all about. And that's what I learned right here from JLD, John Lee Dumas on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Hey, don't forget to tell your friends, do me a favor, pass this on to someone else and say, man or woman, you got to listen to this. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.